Hello and welcome to the True North CFL podcast. This is our first free agency special. This one we're doing. Uh, I think it's about as we record now. It's three days before the free free agency begins. I'm your host Jimmy Leach. You can follow me on Twitter at aka Jimmy Leach. I'm Taylor Curry, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Taylor Curry SK. And I'm Carter Kennington. You can follow me on Instagram at Carter Kennington. So how this is going to work is, obviously this is pre-free agency, so we're going to talk about each team's individual needs. We have three needs for each team. Then we're going to break down the top five players at every position, and then some positions we go a little more depth than others. So linebackers. We have Sam linebackers separated from the linebackers and the weak side linebackers because Sam's do a different job. And we also have safeties as opposed to just lumping them in these defense tackles, things like that. So to kick this off, we are going to start with DC and their top three needs. We have Canadian offensive linemen. What? No one. way! No <laughs> way! Bro. No, the historically bad team in terms of an <laughs> offensive line needs offensive line help. Shocker. No. No way. <laughs> Mike Riley didn't get dude, I was a whole sat, bunch of times I was year. sat here. I was sat here getting prepped for the show like, oh, dude, BC Lions, they don't need to worry about that. Every other position, bro, yikes. Quarterback, yikes. But O-line, <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Another one, they need a number two receiver. They have Brian Burnham, but I think they probably need to upgrade from Taylor's boy, DeBron, at that uh, boundary wide receiver position. Hey, he's going to have I, a great year this year. Yeah, but is he going to be, is he still in BC? I think no, he's, he's an Ottawa Red Black. Yeah, I, I think he's an I Ottawa think Red Black next year. BC, though, Ooh, yeah. Maybe, maybe. I could see that. You never know. Yeah. And then. Their third need is linebackers, I think, which, fair enough. Their linebacking core wasn't great. Malik Harris was good, but, I mean, he's also a free agent right now. Yeah, it was, like, it wasn't the worst, but, like, just with what could happen in free agency, they need people. Yep. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Are there any other needs you guys think they should address? I mean... I just... I'd like a solid backup quarterback there. Oh, wait, they signed Will Arndt, right? They signed Will Arndt and Vinny Testaverde Jr. Right. And they're so, supposed to sign Brandon Bridge. Like, I think that's, that's solid. Yeah, I just, I'd almost want someone more, a little more CFL proven in that room too. But I think Jerry Jackson was a quarterback coach there, so he can do a good job at coaching these guys up. I thought he moved over to Toronto, Jerry Jackson. Their offense oh, did he? Or something now. Yeah, I think. Oh, and you're right. The staff. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, you're right. Oh, well, it it'll be interesting to see then. Like, I like to have a good CFL minded like backup in mind, and if it's kind of a younger guy or a rookie that hasn't been here, I'm not comfortable with that. If your quarterback goes down, yeah, no doubt. For uh, I think the backup probably going to be Will Arndt or Brandon Bridge. And Testaverde is probably going to be on the practice roster. They're going to let him develop. And yeah, then, I could see that. To your point, do you think James Franklin could end up with the BC Lions? Ooh. See, 
I'm personally not a fan, and I don't think James Franklin end up anywhere in the league. I think his oh. time's done. Oh, no. You no. heard it here first. He, I think he's still got some game left in him. I know in Toronto, the system was not built for him. And the yeah. jump, they, didn't, they, they made it clear they didn't want him. Yeah, that's very so, true. Yeah, him and Tressman didn't get to get or get get along well, and then yeah, that'll be interesting though. I mean, you could I, see him maybe somewhere, even like Ottawa, somewhere as a backup or or no, not Ottawa, sorry, but yeah, BC. That's interesting. Like, yeah, I think James Franklin, he can still be a good quarterback, but he has to be with someone that actually believes in him, and they have to put him in a position to succeed. I don't think that really happened in Toronto. I know. Yeah. It's, yeah, Dressman kind of just wanted to do his thing, and Franklin was not the type of quarterback that he really wanted. So I think that really hurt his development. But I think you put him in a good situation. We know when he was backing up Mike Riley in Edmonton that showed out pretty well. So maybe reuniting those two could help James Franklin. Yeah, wouldn't be the worst thing for James Franklin. And then another need I think they have in BC, maybe defensive backs. Just, I think of their group, they have yeah. TJ Lee. I mean, That's about it. It's just, it's just Aaron hard Grimes. to say. Yeah. Like, he's a free it's agent. It's hard because the team looked so. They resigned like, The Aaron team Grimes. looked solid, oh. except for that O line. That O line ran them so far into the ground that it was just so hard to. Yeah. Like, you start to True. sort of over examine everything else. Because the team, you know, it didn't look like the team did well, but it was mainly just because, you know, uh, Riley had no time to do anything. That's true. But at the end of the year when they switched their uh, offensive line coach, I remember they they actually looked like a pretty competitive team because the O-line played so yeah. much better after that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember thinking it was a scapegoat, but then it actually turned out that their O-line did do better after that. So next, we move on to the Calgary Stampeders. And for their number one need, we're going to have a backup quarterback because we don't know 100% uh, if Bo is going to be back at the start of next season. I yeah. read a tweet is actually this? the other day that he's like, they're thinking like March, April is when he can start throwing. Is this so, where James Franklin goes? I can see that Ooh. too, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Franklin's the only free agent with uh, any real experience, so I could see him go in there. I or, just yeah, Dave I just, Dickinson. Franklin, yeah, I think out of all of the all of the quarterbacks that like could end up there through some like wild way, I think he's the uh, the one that's gonna fit best in that system. Yeah, I can see that. And then running back Calgary, the only real running back that showed out for me that I liked that they had last year was Kadeem Carey. Yeah. But I feel like that's a position they might look into upgrading. Better depth. Yeah, they just need well, yeah, better depth, just, I think, there. Yeah, exactly. I was always sat here. It was like the, the key to beating uh, beating Calgary this entire year, essentially, was just stopping the passing game. Yeah. So, yeah, it was like if, if Bo had a bad game, it was a wrap. No doubt. Yeah. And then... This one, I think they're going to fill this need more through the draft, but it's here anyway. Uh, they need somebody to replace uh, Rob Maber, who recently retired as their punter. So, big up, Rob Maber. Oh, yeah. Just big shoes to fill, too. No doubt. I think they go after uh, 
there's a punter in this draft. She actually played at the University of Calgary. Uh, can't remember his first name, but it's Defonte is his last name. He's actually a really good kicker too. He does both, so I could see them. Okay. Going after him, a local boy who's does both and is really good at it. You know, he could be a guy that maybe they look at in the draft or. There aren't too many punters out there right now. Uh, Ronnie Peffer from Toronto, I think, is a free agent. They could look at him or Medeiros, also from Toronto. But I don't really see too many good punters in the free agency pool. Yeah, me neither. You got, do you, what other needs do you see from Calgary, if any? Uh, I I mean it's tough because Calgary always has someone next up. So yeah, I th- I think what we've kind of addressed is pretty good for what they need. Yeah, I mean they weren't, but you know it's it's not like we're discussing a team that you know had a really disappointing year or anything. They just had a they just had a bad game against Winnipeg in the semifinal, and that was really why they ended so. Yeah. So with that, we'll move on to Edmonton. Uh, for Edmonton, we have. Defensive backs is their number one need. A lot of their guys that were there last year are now free agents, and I know a lot of people were saying that their DBs weren't actually that good uh, last year. The D-line kind of made them look a lot better than they were. I, I, I don't know about that personally, but what do you guys think? Does Edmonton need more defensive backs? Yeah, they cut, what, they cut Anthony Orange, and that's a pretty big shoes to fill. He had a pretty good year last year, so I mean, uh, you got Josh Johnson back there, I believe, still. Um, they like they still have a couple of decent ones, but it wouldn't be bad to try to cheer up some really like a key DB for sure. Yeah, I mean, take out Anthony Orange. Why don't we bring in the world's greatest clown, your favorite and mine, Anthony Gator? <laughs> Anthony oh Gator. God, no! <laughs> oh man. That's hilarious what happened with Gator. Quits on his Dude, team can, and they go and win a range. Talk about that all day. Oh man, that is that's something else, man. And then so their second need we have is a back of running back for Shaq Cooper. I don't think that's gonna be CJ Gable. Uh I don't think that's Yeah, it sounds too like he's going to free agency. No doubt. I don't know where he's gonna end up, but Yeah, yeah American, that's a that's a tough one in itself. American running backs seem to be kind of a dime a dozen, or at least that's how the CFL regards them. So I don't know if they go and get somebody in free agency. They might because they need help uh, with returning. So they might get a intent, a running back that can return and actually play running back. Marcus Thigpen? Maybe, maybe. That's not who I'm hinting at, though. You'll have to wait till we break down the top five. Um, Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. And then their last one is defensive ends. And I say that because Nick Usher left. Uh, Kwaku Boateng is obviously one of the best Canadians in the league right now. So that's not a diss on him or anything. They just need an American defensive end to replace Nick Usher in that spot. Yeah, no, I think you're absolutely right. And then, is there any other things Edmonton needs? Well, I mean, I, I'd say a backup quarterback, too. 
Oh yeah. Just, I'm I'm not confident with Logan Kilgore and Trevor Harris is bound to get hurt again. So I'd want a solid backup. You no, know, I really think James Franklin's going to be a highly sought after. Commodity. Yeah, he <laughs> is. Yeah, he actually might be. Yeah, Taylor's <laughs> just hating on him. It's like, no, he he's he's definitely got a like, job. He's he's gonna have it somewhere. You don't like. I don't no. think he'll be a starter, but yeah, he's. Oh, he's, he's definitely not a starter, but he's going to be a backup for somebody, and he's going to play. He's the play. backup quarterback mercenary. He's going to play. He's going to be the next Kevin Glenn, calling it. Maybe. And then moving on to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, obviously the Riders' number one need with Derek Moncrief going to the NFL is Sam linebacker. No this doubt. Is, this is definitely something they're going to address in free agency, and I think with. The money coming off the books from guys like Naaman and Micah Johnson, I think they're probably... This is probably where they're going to spend a lot of their money. Oh, yeah, I could see that for sure. They could definitely bring in a big name. I mean, someone even like Larry Dean, like someone bigger like that, you never know. Well, maybe. That's more of a middle linebacker, though. This is like... I'm think I'm not going to spoil again who oh, Sam yeah. sorry, linebackers sorry. are on our list, but... It, there's some good names in Saskatchewan could be tied to a couple, including one that you may not expect. And I'm just letting you guys take the lead for this conversation. It's fine. <laughs> We're the Ryder fans. We'll let you take the lead for the Bombers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah you good. can take the Bomber one. Yeah. And then this next one, this is more or less my pick because uh, just from how things are looking, they might give uh, Ely Buka more of a shot at playing this year. So, I'm thinking they're either going to solve this one through, probably solve this through the draft or get the one Canadian DB that's out there. So, the need is a backup Canadian defensive back. Again, this is something they could do through the draft, especially with the Riders' offensive line depth. They could go out and draft another skilled Canadian. Oh, yeah. So, that, that's what I likely see the Riders do is going through the draft. They could do that through free agency. And number three, the one that you alluded to earlier, Taylor, is a middle linebacker. Yeah. I mean, just to have depth. I mean, like, I'm not a fan of Sam Hurl, and uh, I yeah. don't want to see him back. So you got to bring another. You got you to fill a spot, though. So Man, Cam I, Judge plays I, I good I at the key, middle. But... I low-key missed Sam Hurl when he was with Winnipeg. You guys can Take have him, him back. Him. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll trade you a washer and dryer for him. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I mean... He could also be eating up a lot of cap, too, when I think about it, because he signed here, he was starting, so... Well, yeah, and he's Canadian, and, like, he had, you know, he's a veteran, so he was, yeah, making probably some good money. Yep, so that will definitely free up some cap space for us as well, uh, getting him off the books. I'm trying to think, is there anything else the Riders could use? Um, I mean, this, me personally, I... I like Brian Bennett and I like Isaac Harker, but I would like a more veteran backup because I don't know if I'm confident in Isaac Harker. Let's say, I pray it doesn't happen, but let's say Cody goes down for four or five weeks. I don't know if Harker can get us four or five tough wins if it's against Winnipeg or Calgary or somebody like that, you know? Yeah, that's true, but I'm looking at our list here of quarterbacks. There aren't too many veterans on this list. There's two guys no, who are 24. I mean, the oldest could, guy in the top five is 28. Yeah, and who who's that? Who's 28? 
James Franklin. Yeah, I was gonna say there's his name again. Like that's just yep. another name that keeps no, the popping goat, up. The goat James Franklin. I said it too much too early. Yeah, like holy yeah, you cow. Did. See, he he's got a lot of suitors this offseason, man. And then your other options, if you want a quote unquote veteran quarterback, uh, Logan Kilgore or Jonathan Jennings. Yeah, I don't want either of those guys. Out of those three, who do you go with? Yeah, you're James Franklin. James Franklin every time. Yep. The only other guys, maybe Brandon Bridge. I personally am a huge fan of Bridge, and I I just can't see them bringing him back. The writers know, but I think somebody will bring him in just because, again, he's he's got an unfair rap. My opinion. I wouldn't be surprised if Winnipeg brought him in. Yeah, I can see it. Him, him, and Jackson are going to be best friends. I know they thought about yeah. uh, bringing him in last year, Winnipeg, so I could see it for sure. I mean, and it, him and Zach with, had some time together, didn't they? Him and Zach, like, I think and it so, works. Yeah. It's, it's literally like a new pairing of Nichols, uh, Nichols Strebler because you got the rushing style quarterback, yeah, hey. and you've got the like pocket yeah. passer starter. But and Bridge can literally jump over people. Tandem. The Riders had that tandem two years ago. They had yeah. Calero starting and Brandon Bridge as a backup. Imagine if that happened in Winnipeg. Be pretty cool. And then moving on to the Bombers. So their number one need listed here is a boundary wide receiver. How do you feel um, about that one, Carter? I mean, personally, I think more than boundary receiver, I think we should be focusing on a veteran receiver because we just have a very young receiving core. You know, we got Rashid Bailey, Walatarski. The only guy who's been around the block for a bit has been Darvin Adams. So if we bring in a guy like Darrell Walker or something like that, I think that works really well. I guess that would boost your locker room, yeah. I can see that. I just don't know if Winnipeg has the cap space to bring in a Darrell Walker. Okay? Well, if they, I mean, if we don't bring back Willie Jefferson, then yeah, probably. Exactly. Yeah, maybe. Fair point. All right. So next on that list is defensive lineman. Uh, Willie may be gone, so yeah, yeah. This is a huge asterisk if uh, if Willie leaves because, like, you know, Jackson's good. Uh, Jackson Jeffcoat's good. Craig Rowe is good. Um, Kongbo, yeah, Kongbo left. Uh, yeah. Willie Jefferson could also possibly be leaving. So it's just we need more depth at that position. So, yeah, like th- those are big shoes to fill if Willie's yeah. gone. Yeah, no doubt. And then I mean, even even Kongbo as well. Like you got to be talented to not only go to the NFL but to get picked up by you know the uh, Super Bowl finalists, even though they didn't. Forty Niners, who arguably is the best defense in the NFL. Yeah. 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 And then, lastly, for the Bombers' needs, we have defensive backs. Uh, obviously, you guys lost Winston Rose and Marcus Sales to the NFL yep. again. Again, it's it's the the NFL ravaged us. Yeah, it um, did. Well, that other guy too left a big hole there, Anthony Gator. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm not sure they noticed too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, like for defensive backs, yeah, like. Those two were huge, and so for them to be gone, I think we just need one really good defensive back as well. Because like our backup defensive backs weren't awful, but like we need another starting caliber one. Yeah, I agree with that. All right, so we're moving into the East now. Let's talk the Tiger Cats. Uh, number one, 
I have running back the uh, Canadian depth because Hamilton tried to run with uh, Sean Thomas Burlington last year, and unfortunately he got hurt. So they had to bring in Malik Irons, and unfortunately he got hurt. And so they had to kind of start Anthony Coombs, and that didn't really go well. So I think they either need to add another Canadian running back in the draft or look at a free agent. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah, I, just, I think yeah. I think the draft would be a good spot to look if you're looking for a Canadian like running back. I'm just not sure if there are any in this draft that jumped out at me. I'm just going to look up the top 20. But as for um, Canadians in free agency, you have Romar Morris sitting there. So Greg Morris, too. Or yeah, Greg Morris. Sorry, not Romar oh, Morris. Yeah. He's American. <laughs> yep. Morris Morris, yep. <laughs> not bad. Yep. But I, I think he's a guy that they might look at for potential free agent. And I think he's from that area too, so it just it seems like it would be a decent fit for both of them. Yeah, for sure. This this would help me find the CFL. Let's pull it up NFL prospect for some reason. Let's see. Do um, you know nothing of the Jimmy Lee? I know, right? Do you do you not know what he does? I know. Most of the true North CFL podcast does not care about your NFL prospects. Uh, in the in this rendition that I'm looking at, no, but I think that's the first one. That yeah, that's the uh, one in September. Let's go to the December one. There's, there's a lot of movement in this, so there may or may not be a running back. Uh, no, there is not. There was one I saw on a very very early top thirty list from last year about a running back from the University of Saskatchewan. He could potentially be someone they target, but. Other than that, I, I don't think this is a strong class like last year. You had Malik Irons, who was very, very good uh, in his limited time last year playing with Hamilton. Obviously, if you know your NCAA or Canadian prospects, he was a part of that all-Canadian backfield in the NCAA with Nathan Rourke and him running uh, and starting in Ohio. Yeah, but I don't. I don't yeah. think this is a strong class in the draft, so I think uh, Greg Morris should probably head there. Just seems to make sense, yeah. And then I have another need: a wide receiver. Hamilton lost. Uh, yeah, Braylon Addison went to the NFL, and Luke Tasker may be out the door. So I think they probably need to look at replacing those guys with somebody. But I mean, yeah, like that's a huge hole to fill with Braylon Addison. He had, he was so crucial to that team. So for someone to fill that spot, yeah, they got to get a big name in there and fast. Sure. Now, uh, their last need for me, I have a Canadian wide receiver. This one, there's a lot of good Canadian wide receivers in this draft. There's a fun one. Unfortunately, James and I couldn't release our draft special covering the December rankings because of some corruption files and things, but there's this awesome receiver called Rice and John for Simon Fraser. He's like six foot six. It's fast. So that's a guy that I think, you know, maybe they could go and get because Mike Jones right now is a free agent. 
he was obviously their starting Canadian wide receiver, so I think they probably solved this issue through the draft, but some very, very good Canadian free agents at wide receiver this year. You have uh go down here. You have Juan Breskinson and Levine Noel. Excellent. Yeah, those are great receivers. Those, yeah, those are solid names. Yeah, Juwan just Juwan is he had a great year last year, but it was cut short due to injury. So I feel like he he goes somewhere and he gets paid. And yeah. Now we go to Argos. Their biggest need. I'd say it's a defensive line. They really didn't seem to get any pressure last year. Well, I mean, it makes sense with the amount of uh, amount of love they're showing Willie Jefferson. <laughs> oh god! Well, yeah. yeah, no doubt. Hey, like they're they're going all in for him. Like possibly like two eighty three hundred k for his one year contract. Oh, and and Raptor season tickets. It's it looks like. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, MLSE, you can probably use stuff like that to your advantage, your economics to scale. Say, hey, we own these big clubs, the Leafs and the Raptors, you know. We could always throw in tickets in the box, hint, hint, nudge, nudge to your big-time free agents. Yeah, exactly. Well, and they can probably hook them up with some sort of cheap housing, too. That's nice. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, MLSE's got lots of resources they can use, so. Oh, absolutely. I think that's a good landing spot for talented defensive lineman like a Willie Jefferson. There's another one. I'm not going to spoil who he is, but there's another big name e lineman that's free. Oh, yeah, there definitely is. Now, for some bizarre reason, the Argos decided to release both James Wilder Jr. and Brandon Burks. That kind of threw me off because when they released Wilder, I'm like, okay, they're going with Burks. Younger, cheaper, it makes sense. Then they release him, so it's like, okay, they don't have a running back anymore, so. Yeah, like, Chandler Worthy, was he a running back or a slot back? Uh, he was a receiver. Yeah, so, yeah, they really have nothing at running back right now. Yeah, that's a huge hole that they got. Oh, maybe C.J. Gable, hey? Oh, yeah, I can see that. Because, I mean, that. that's a starter, and, I mean, he was a thousand-yard rusher still last year, so, yeah, I, I that's, I'm thinking that's definitely a likely spot. I like that we're thinking this and kind of prepping for our next segment. And their last one, I have offensive tackle. They've drafted a lot of decent Canadians in the interior, although they just lost Sean McEwen. So now do it again. <laughs> and just to say, Calgary signed him today. Yeah, I know. Uh, so good for Calgary. This is why we try to do this show as late as possible because I believe. Uh, Taylor, yeah, when so does free agency start? The, the 11th? Yeah, it's Tuesday. Yeah, it's the 11th, you're right. So, oh. yeah, we did this later because you obviously have these last-minute signings, like uh, Shaq Evans re-signing, Toronto decided to release their guys early. Obviously, McEwen signed in Calgary. So, this needed offensive tackle honestly could be switched to just O-line in general. Because they released a lot of their starting defensive linemen. So I, I definitely think yeah, we could use some line help. Alright, so we move on to Ottawa. See, we forgot to change this. We had their number one need as QB, but they brought in Nick Arbuckle. So 
Ah, bro, James Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, really, though, who's the backup? I mean, Dominic Davis. Tom Davis. James After Franklin. his film last year, do you really want him that much? I mean, I think he's an okay backup, but I don't want him starting a bunch of games. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I guess maybe we can put that as a backup quarterback. And on to their next need, we have running back. Uh, yeah, I've made it very clear. I'm not a huge Moses Madu fan. John Crockett played really well, but he got hurt. So I think they well, probably need to bring they in cut Moses Madu too. Yeah, they cut Moses Madu, so he's gone. So like, yeah, like they don't really have anything in the stable right now. Now that this next one's gonna piss off Red Blacks fans, but it's true. Uh, we put pretty so much true. everything down, but <laughs> in reality, that just means they need more high-end talent at really any yeah. position. You know, yeah, like, they definitely do. They need to go and spend on a big name or two to yeah. help that team. I think if I had to pick preferably, it'd be on defense and maybe re-sign one or more of their free agents on offense. So we move on to Montreal. Obviously, their biggest need is defensive line. Their DBs are decent, but they definitely need some work here. Yeah, I think so, too. You look at the way that Vernon Adams got tossed around last year. Like, he, he played great, but he was pressure. So oh, you're talking that, about I, offensive line. Thing. This is D-line. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought, Well, I'm saying O-line, I guess. But, yeah, they're D-line. I mean, they never got. They blitz. They just never got anything through. Yeah, they're they were either last or second last in pressures uh, last season. So yeah, that that's definitely a spot that I believe Billy Jefferson has been rumored might be going to. Then to address your point, Taylor, you kind of jumped the gun, but they could use a veteran O lineman, and lucky for them, there's a lot of veteran O linemen in this free agency class. So, yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, I wonder if someone like, because apparently Calgary is going to let Derek Dennis walk. So I wonder really? uh, maybe he ends yeah. up there. Hey, maybe, maybe. I don't. I could see that being a good fit. That's a big move. I don't know about that because they got a good uh, left tackle there in. Uh, I'm forgetting his first name, but it's Washington's yeah. his last name. Tony Washington. Yes. Yeah. But Him. but when Derek Dennis played for the Riders for that year, he kind of flipped around from guard and tackle too. So I think he's a little versatile. He's, yeah, he's yeah. very versatile. Maybe. So I can definitely see that working out. And since Montreal decided to go ahead and release, uh, I believe it was Tommy Campbell, they released Siante C- uh, Evans too, or is he just a free agent? No, I think he's just a free agent, okay, but they yeah. released Tommy Campbell, yeah. Yeah, so they definitely need to bring in a strong cornerback this season. Yeah, I believe that's most of Montreal's needs. They're strong at wide receiver. They got a running back with James Wilder. Uh, line, yeah. Yeah, I think their offense Good. is set for sure. Their offense is great. I love watching Montreal play. Yeah, I can't wait for this year with Vernon Adams and Wilder. Oh, that's going to be fun. So now we move on to the stuff we were going to tell you earlier. We are breaking down top five free agents at every position. This isn't necessarily a list in order of one to five. It's the top five we think are best at that position in general. So if you see, it's like, oh, how come this guy isn't number one? That's why. It's because it's not 
from one to five. It's just the general best five. So we're going to start at quarterback. Uh, this one, there are a couple earlier this year, but obviously there isn't as many right now. We have Antonio Pipkin being first one in our top five here. Age 24. He didn't get to play a lot this year. He had 19 attempts through for 161 yards and a touchdown. And where do you guys think he's going to end up? Well, I mean, I think he could be a good backup in Ottawa um, behind Nick Arbuckle and compete with... I think he's better than Dominic Davis, so I think he could take that. Yeah, that's true. I can see that. How about you, Carter? I mean, yeah, I think that makes sense. I mean... You know, we're, we were talking earlier also about Edmonton needing a, needing a suitable backup. I think Antonio Pipkin can play that role fairly well. Definitely. And the fact that he's only 24, I thought he was older, but no. he's He's got some decent experience in the league. So, yeah, I think he can definitely back up for one of those teams we were talking about earlier, whether that's BC, Ottawa, Edmonton, or someone else. And then... Our next quarterback, we have Brandon Bridge, who's a Canadian and actually counts towards the ratio now, so good for him. Age 27, 64% of his passes on 22 attempts. Threw for 194 yards, touchdown and two interceptions. Where do you guys think he's going to end up? Uh, I think, like, my gut tells me he's going to go to Winnipeg. I could see a reunion of him and Caleros there and and him there. Um, other than that, maybe back to peace for that backup. Yeah, I think you're right. Because uh, they were more or less going to... I know they said they were going to bring him back to compete for that job, so hopefully they stay true to their word there. And I think he probably ends up in D.C. And Ottawa, I think he's better than Dom Davis. And... I know Winnipeg nearly brought him in last year, so I could see them doing it soft season. How about you, Carter? I mean, I'd I'd like to see him in Winnipeg. I think he'd do. Like, I think he'd be a good backup. It'd, it'd be like the Nichols Strebler arc again. Um, but yeah, he can pretty much go to he can go to Ottawa and BC as well. Like, it's it's sort of like I want him, but it wouldn't be the end of the world if we didn't get him. You know? Yeah, for sure. And then we get to Dakota Perkop. 26-year-old Oregon product, had 60% of his passes completed on 30 attempts for a hundred for 284 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. So where does he go? Uh, I think Edmonton. He's uh, you know, he's a young, up-and-coming, potentially good quarterback, and slap him behind Trevor Harris and get some and learn from a veteran. I think it'd be a good fit. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. He's got to go. He's got to go where there's a veteran. I think. Just like he needs to just have a few more years of learning, and then he could actually, you know, he could be some. Be really, really good if you give him that sort of time to develop. Still. Yeah, for sure. I know Toronto. A couple games last year, uh, they split time with him and O'Connor, and both showed a lot of potential. Prukop definitely. I think he might need him year or two to sit behind somebody to kind of learn the game a little bit better but yeah I think he could end up as the backup in Edmonton for sure now we go to not Flack for this one for putting him on here because he's only 
thrown one pass is Montel Cozart. Oh yeah, well it was it was completed. So retire, bro. That's my advice. A hundred percent completion percentage. Retire. What you going you gonna tell me he's not gonna be in the Hall of Fame with a hundred percent completion rating? <laughs> tell me that ain't gonna happen. Get out of here. Oh man. Yeah, he's he's a very, very good quarterback prospect. He's free agent with Calgary, and I know they need a backup quarterback, so I could definitely see them. I think they should re-sign him, but... Yeah, me too. Yeah, if he doesn't re-sign there, he could be a development project in Ottawa. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think he goes back to Calgary, and if he doesn't, uh, Ottawa seems like a good fit, but I just see him going back to Calgary. Yeah, this makes the most sense. Now we get to the guy we brought up a lot earlier in the show, James Franklin. Uh, the 28-year-old quarterback completed 68% of his passes on 111 attempts, so by far the most on this list. For 822 yards, three touchdowns, and six picks. So, where do you guys think he ends up? Because he has I, a lot of suitors. He goes to every team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I could see Saskatchewan. Uh, well, I'd see Winnipeg or Edmonton. Saskatchewan. Just they need backups. Saskatchewan. Uh, I think they like Hart. So, uh, yeah. If anywhere, I'm gonna pick between Winnipeg or Edmonton, and it's who signs Brandon Bridge or somebody else first. Yeah, I think I think Saskatchewan is looking for more of a veteran quarterback. I mean, he's the most veteran on this list, though. That's true, but like I think they're just gonna take a pass on all of them if I'm being honest. Yeah, um, I think so too. Like they've got they've got a good set of guys. It's just that like it in a perfect world you'd be able to get that little veteran piece of it. But Yeah, I mean I think yeah, if we um we as a Winnipeg don't pick up uh Brandon Bridge, then James Franklin would definitely probably be the like next man up for us. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's tough to say, more or less, in my opinion, where Franklin goes. I could definitely see him and Harker battling for a backup job next year and then having them be the backup in third string, but I think there are teams that have more of a need for a backup quarterback. Like we said, Calgary, especially if Bo isn't ready to go at the start of the year, they're going to need somebody, and that Calgary team probably is going to prefer someone with a little bit more experience. Uh, Edmonton is a good spot too because he's had previous success in Edmonton. So maybe he wants to go back there and kind of try to return to form. And yeah, the Bombers aren't a bad spot for him either. Now, for our honorable mentions, it didn't quite make the top five. We have Logan Kilgore and Jonathan Jennings. Do you think either of those guys are in the league next year? Uh, maybe a training camp or practice rust or something like that, but they're definitely, I don't think either of them are in the starting three for a team yeah, uh, going into yeah. week one. I agree with that. Yeah, especially Jennings, because some team, I think he's still going to find a job just because that one season he had that was over 5,000 yards. Someone's going to think, oh, I can fix him, you know, maybe if we do this, but I think yeah. so for that reason, maybe he gets a job, but I don't really see much for 
throwing like Kilgore. Like I thought he was honestly out of the league till Harris got hurt. I'm like, wait, Kilgore is still playing? You know? Last I heard, this guy was 25 in Toronto. And he had a big arm, but he gave up a lot of picks. But yeah, I don't know. And those two, I don't think they're likely to find jobs. So, with all that being said, we're going to move on to the top five running backs. So, probably the number one running back in free agency is going to be CJ Gable. He's 32 years old. On 204 carries, he had over a thousand yards and two touchdowns. Where do you guys think he ends up? Because there's a lot of suitors for him. Yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, like my guess is going to be Toronto. They'll throw a little money at him, and uh, I, I I think it could be a good fit there. So that's my guess for him. Yeah, I mean Toronto's going to just pretty much throw money at everybody now. Like they're, I think they're going to make a mad dash to try and win the Great Cup this year. Um, I think pinball. Like the more I think about it, the more I think pinball just needs a legitimizer. And I think that's why they're going after everybody so hard. Um, but yeah, uh, with CJ Gable. Weird not seeing him in Edmonton, you know, but he's not going to be there. So, yeah. Um, yeah. M- most likely Toronto or maybe even Montreal. I could see that. Yeah, definitely. For me, I feel like it's going to be Ottawa or Toronto because Ottawa could definitely use another established running back, and Toronto just needs a running back in general. So, those two spots are definitely very likely. Uh, Montreal and BC are also potential landing spots, but I don't think they're necessarily as likely. So, yeah. Yeah, moving on from him, we have Jeremiah Johnson, again, 32 years of age. On 89 carries, he had 532 yards in one touchdown. So where do you guys think he ends up? You know, I thought he'd stick around Montreal, but I mean, if anywhere... I think he could be one of those guys that kind of comes back as a starter with Toronto or Ottawa, just depending if someone, whichever team signs CJ Gable, I think he'll go to the other team. I mean, here's the thing. I, I like him because when you look at it, he had less than half the carries that Gable had and more than half the yards. So, like, there's more production there, you know? Yeah, his average is higher. Yeah. So that would have been an easier way of saying that, but okay. Um, <laughs> all good, all good. Um, but yeah, so I, I personally like if I was a GM, I'd be going after Jeremiah Johnson before CJ Gable. But yeah, me too. Uh, Just, hey, yeah, I think I think Toronto might even go for that as well because they'd be able to get a solid running back for probably a little cheaper than what you'd have to pay CJ Gable. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that is true for sure. But yeah, I think. And Ottawa, Toronto definitely need a back. So, yeah, that wouldn't hurt them. So, moving on from Jeremiah Johnson, we have Cam Marshall. Uh, 28-year-old, so he's a little younger than those other guys. On 50 carries, had 370 yards and two touchdowns. Where does he go? I think he'd be a good fit in Calgary. Um, Just, you know, he'd be a good solid veteran presence in that younger uh, running back locker room there and I, yeah I just I think he'd be a good fit with Bo Levi I just I can see the I just see them gelling together yeah I feel like though that's with a lot of 
a lot of running backs though. We need like Calgary needs their guy, and it's like Ottawa also needs their guy. Like I feel like that's the biggest thing. It's like they're just looking for that position. So yeah, one of those spots I think. I think for Marshall, uh, when I look at Calgary, Calgary loves backs that can catch out of the backfield, and that's probably Cam Marshall's biggest strength. So I think Calgary's definitely a very likely destination for him. He can yeah. still run the ball, too. His average is over six yards per carry. So Yeah, he played well. Yeah, I could definitely see Calgary being a legit option for running backs. Didn't necessarily have a good average. I don't know. That could be a lot of things. That could be the offensive line. That could be running backs. Could be just a bajillion different things. So I think, yeah, Cam Marshall probably ends up in Calgary if I had to guess. Then, speaking of Calgary, we have Don Jackson, 26-year-old, on 58 carries. Had 246 yards and two touchdowns. Where does he go? You know, I, I think he'd be a good fit back in Calgary. I don't think they're going to give up on him. They want to give him a little less money. So my, my money is on Calgary. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, you could have a, like, they're used to having a couple running backs. So, yep. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I think he goes back to Calgary. I just, he was not very productive on his yards per carry, so I don't necessarily see him being their starter. I think maybe Cam Marshall could be out for that if they... Oh, yeah, and then he'd get the backup job, yeah. Yeah. And then, so after that, we have another Calgary running back, Terry Williams, who on 53 carries had 275 yards in a touchdown. He's also a return specialist. So where does he go? With him being a return specialist too, I think that he could go to Montreal potentially. I mean, with them, what's his name? They release Shakir Ryan, have a good backup to James Wilder. I don't think it's a bad decision. I wasn't even thinking about that before, but you know, you may. I think yeah, that makes a lot of sense now. When you put it like that, you right. Um, but yeah, that, I think that's what. That's all I gotta say. Yeah. I guess, yeah, but with Montreal, it's a little hard because they they extended Mario Alford, who's a return specialist, and they also have that Canadian kid, uh, Darian Julian Grant or whatever. Oh, that's also true. Also a returner, but I can definitely see him backing up and being a returner there if they want to do that, but yeah, I think Calgary might bring him back over Don Jackson, or uh, they might, Edmonton might look at him because they probably need a running back for Shaq to uh, back up Shaq Cooper and uh, oh yeah, they had a very they did not have a very good return game last year, so I could definitely see them bringing in a guy like Terry who can both those roles and yeah, kind of kill two birds with one stone. And then for honorable mentions, we have Terrell Sutton, Romar Morris, Moses Madu. Canadian running backs Greg Morris and Anthony Coombs, as well as veteran returner slash running back Chris Rainey. Now we move on to our wide receivers. This is a, actually a fairly deep position in this free agency pool. Yeah. So for wide receiver here, we have Dominic Rimes, who is 26 years old. In 17 games, 
had 65 receptions for a thousand oh just over a thousand yards and five touchdowns where do you guys think he lands uh i think that's a name you could see in winnipeg i mean Winnipeg's going to be buying for a lot of these probably bigger name receivers. They're going to try to land at least one of them, and I think this is, I think he could be a good fit. He had a great year with no quarterback, so if you throw him in with a quarterback that can actually throw, might as well. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's weird. I've been thinking a lot about getting those, um, getting those Toronto guys that I hadn't really thought about. Rhymes coming into the, into the fold. If I'm being honest, so. But yeah, they would they would work there. But yeah, I think Ottawa would still like. You know, he might have that. You know, sort of want to stick around where he was over yeah. the last year. Which I mean, if Arbuckle like Arbuckle's solid, you know, might be just enough to convince him to stay around. Yeah, sure. Uh, Rhymes, he's actually he was sneaky good last year. There's a couple guys on the. This listener from Ottawa that were sneaky good last year. Yeah, like you guys said, uh, 1,056 yards with no quarterback. That's definitely very impressive. Yeah, exactly. In five t- uh, receiving TDs, too, that's probably more than half of all of Ottawa's receiving touchdowns. Oh, so. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe if Winnipeg can't go out and get Darrell Walker, they might go after Rhymes and EC might be in that race too. Oh yeah. So again, the guy we were sort of comparing him to, Darrell Walker, who was a East Division All Star last year, twenty eight year old in fifteen games played at sixty five receptions, thousand and forty yards in six touchdowns. Where does he go? Do you guys think? He he's another guy I could see go to Winnipeg, but. Uh... You never know. I think he'll go where the money is personally, and I mean, if Ottawa's got the money to offer, he'll go to Ottawa, but Saskatchewan could be trying to buy a great cup, and I always just think that in the back of my mind, we're going to try to get him. I mean, I think that um, yeah, if we don't bring back uh, Willie Jefferson, that this guy's probably the top of our list on who we're trying to get. Yeah. Just, we've, we need the cat, like, That'll give us the cap space to go after him, grab him. Yeah, for me, I think Darrell Walker's been linked to BC lately. Apparently, they're the front runners, and I can see that considering Mike Riley was his quarterback in Edmonton. So, thinking maybe those two have a bit of a reunion in BC. Now, moving on to our next guy, he was injured for a large part of this year, but Luke Asker. In nine games played, he had 36 receptions for 406 yards. What do you guys think happens to him? You know, I don't see why he wouldn't go back to Hamilton unless there's problems there. I really don't think there is, but my guess is he's going back to Hamilton. It just seems like they were a good fit when he played and he was healthy there. They almost won a great cup, and he's been there for a couple of years. He's been a good key piece, so yeah, I'd say Hamilton. Yeah, it just, it just makes sense. He's one of those guys where it's like, you know, it's it's just, it'd be weird to see him in another jersey. Like, it really, really would. Like, CJ Gable's one thing. This is a completely different scenario for me. Like, I literally can't see him in a different, like, not in black and yellow. Yeah, I, I agree with you about that, especially because him and Mazzoli have such great chemistry. 
three together. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things that you look at and you think, yeah, I see him in. Yeah. Uh, Ottawa is definitely another spot, I think, Steve. Because, again, Ottawa just needs talent at that point. And we're going to go to Devaris Daniels. 27-year-old in 13 games, had 54 receptions, 738 yards, and two touchdowns. Where does he go? Well, it sounds like he wants to go where the money is, so I'm going to say if Toronto doesn't get a big name before him, he will end up there, and if not, I, I mean, he didn't do bad in Edmonton. I could see there, and then Winnipeg's always buying in my options, in in my opinion, sorry, so... I think he at least go the, there in, too. The, in the receiver spot, yeah, I think so. Yeah. At least for this year, they should be. Um, but yeah, I really think Toronto is going to want to go where the money is. And personally, I don't like. I don't think Toronto is going to be able to land a guy like Darrell Walker. Yeah, he's um, definitely not back there. Like, yeah, that's the thing. I, so it's just like I think that they got to go with Daniels and grab him. Definitely see that. I think. Probably his most likely landing spot is if, for whatever reason, Winnipeg loses out on Darrell Walker. Yeah, him and Rhymes are probably 1A and 1B. That happens. Then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Winnipeg signs somebody else. I think he's Toronto. Now, for the last guy on our list, and the guy who actually has the most suitors, this is Devere Posey. 29-year-old in 12 games, had 50 receptions, 780 yards, and three touchdowns. So where do you guys think he goes? Because there's a lot in our... uh, We have this little thing called likely destinations. So he has the most. He has five of all the receivers. The other guy, Darrell Walker, has four. Actually, I'm going to mention a team that's not even on this list. Oh, so six! Uh... Yeah, so I, what I've heard is either Edmonton or Saskatchewan, and it just kind of depends who signs him first and who's got the money. So um, I hope he comes to Saskatchewan. I think he'd be a really good fit on that uh, receiving core there. Um, and, I mean, he'd fit really well in Edmonton with Trevor Harris too. So yeah, I mean, whatever I think happens if, there, I think it works. I think if they're talking money, then I think Edmonton would make the most sense just because they, you know, Saskatchewan just re-signed uh, Shaq Evans. Yeah. So, like, that was probably a, a chunk out of the checkbook, so. Doubt, but I see, uh, Kavir, I think he could go to Sask. He could probably go in that spot that Naaman Roosevelt's been occupying for a while and be, quote-unquote, that veteran receiver. You could see that happening, and honestly, as a Ryder fan, I would not mind Kavir Posey playing that boundary slot position. That's my two cents. And for the best of the rest here, we have Juwan Breskinson, probably the top Canadian receiver available. Mike Jones, who had a great year or two seasons ago, but last year was pretty quiet and I think had some injury issues. And Levi Noel emerged this year as a legit Canadian receiver. So there's three very good Canadian free agents. So due to an emergency, Taylor had to leave the show for tonight. So we're joined by our emoji, uh, emergency host, sorry, Logan. 
Logan, do you want to say hi? Yep. What's up? What's up? All right. So we're going to jump into offensive linemen right now with Eric Dennis being the first guy on our list. He was a, again, West Division All-Star. 31-year-old played in 16 games. Now, where do you guys see him going? Um. Well, I mean, oh, yeah, I guess I got to answer like I gotta be the first. Yeah, you go first, now, and I then guess. we'll go Logan. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I think it's weird because, like, is he sticking around? Like, have they announced that he's gonna be leaving Calgary or? Uh, they haven't re-signed him, so I think that that pretty much That's... means he's done. Calgary. Yeah, the most the most likely BC, like unless they're just really because I remember one time like uh, with the Bombers they didn't re-sign Kevin Fogg until like the day before, so that might be the case here. Yeah, but I mean, most likely he's going to BC. I think. Get some help on that offensive line. Yeah, for sure. How about you, Logan? What do you think? I'll look harder on this one. I don't, I don't see Derek Dennis going back to Calgary, nor with the Riders or any other West team besides BC. And I don't see him going East. So yeah, I kind of yeah. It just it just makes the most sense. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with you guys. I think BC definitely could use him. They they badly need some tackles. So definitely see that happening. Now on to a bomber. So Carter, you probably know this guy fairly well. Uh yep. Michael Couture, a Canadian, 26 years old, played in 18 games last year. So is he a guy that you think Winnipeg resigns or does he move on? I hope so. I really hope so. I mean, you know. Good national offensive lineman that played every single game, and he's only 26. So, like, you know, he's the youngest out of our group of five. So, you know, to have a guy like that on your roster, and like our offensive line was probably, if not the strongest part of our team from this past year. So, the more we can keep of that, the better. We already did a good start with uh, Stanley Bryant and Hardrick. Hopefully, we can keep Couture as well. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, sorry, I'm not, That's all right. I'm not too familiar with uh, him, but I see he's young, and I don't see him leaving where he started. So, yeah, uh, I kind of agree with both of you. I think he probably stays in Winnipeg, but if he doesn't, again, BC is looking for offensive linemen. So, yeah, pretty much, pretty much all of these guys should be yeah. headed to BC, right? Yeah, we're we're. F- a little bit of foreshadowing, spoiler alert here, but uh, on our likely destination tab, all five of these guys are BC or could be headed to BC. So, yeah. on to a- another Canadian. This guy's a veteran, Ryan Bombin, uh, 32 years old, played 17 games last year, was recently released by Toronto. So, where do you guys think he goes? Um, bombing. I it's it's difficult for him because like, yeah, I just think sort of older guy probably best bet wanting to win a championship in the later stages of his career. Right now, the best way for him to contribute, I think, would be to go to BC. You got pretty much what a lot of people consider the best quarterback in the league still. You know, with Mike Riley, so. Just makes the most sense for him to go to BC. I think if any of these guys, if one of them were to go, like if only one of them were to go, I think it would be him. 
Yeah, I don't know what the Hargos are doing. I think they should have kept him. I I think they're they're so lost right now. But Bauman, yeah, only only team I see him going to is really BC. That's really the only team that needs linemen. But I could see him hopping over to Saskatchewan. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like the most mind blowing thing. Yeah, if we lose Philip Blake, I could see us maybe wanting to bring in another guy, and maybe if they don't think Shepley is ready yet to kind of help groom him along a little bit more. Another team I think he could end up with is Montreal, because yeah. again, they're they do have an O line but it's fairly young, so they could probably use a guy like that who's a veteran to help kind of learn from him and all that. So. Yeah, I mean. I mean, the more oh, the more uh, Canadian guys you can put on that front line, the better. Yeah, absolutely. So we go back to another American tackle here. We got Riker Matthews, who's 27. Played 15 games last year for Hamilton. So where do you guys think he ends up? Um, Riker Matthews. Um, I think I think he's one of those late resigns. Cause like he's, uh, yeah, he's from Hamilton, right? Yeah, he he played with the Tie Cats. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I don't know. It's just cause like, I I have to see one or two of these guys go into BC. They can't all five go to BC. Yeah. So, and I can't see this guy going anywhere else. So I think he's just one of those like, right before free agency resigns. Yeah, I I think so. Just with uh, how he's a very good tackle. Obviously, winning divisional all star nod is no small feat. So, oh yeah, I think Hamilton tries their best to retain him. But yeah, again, BC is another option. Just need help. Yeah, it's just. I think if he doesn't end up there, he's a guy that could definitely get to BC. How about you, Logan? I I see him staying in the East. I don't think he'll want to really leave in, anywhere. Maybe if he does, then maybe somewhere close like Ottawa. I'm not sure how good their line is right now. But oh, oh. that's a good I place. Mean, we talked about it before. Pretty much anywhere, like anything. I mean, is uh. Is a spot for concern with Ottawa, right? Yeah, any any high end talent they can get, go and grab it. And I know they like to start four or five Canadians on the offensive line. It's down to four, so maybe he is that fifth uh offensive lineman or the American, the one American on the line. That you yeah. So our last guy on the list, we have Travis Bond, who. Again, plays both tackle and guard. Uh, the 29-year-old played in 13 games last year. So what do you guys think happens to him? Yeah, I think that, um, like, because one of them had to go, well, one of them has to go, uh, between Travis Bond and uh, Michael Couture, and I think it's just because the the five-game difference with Couture being Canadian, I think Travis Bond's the odd man out. Um, yeah, I think I think BC. I think that he'd be a really good piece to have as well. Um, yeah, like 
anybody like, you know, like I said before, Winnipeg had a really strong O-line. And so having that sort of piece of like experience of knowing what it takes to be on a winning O-line to put that on BC, that with their new uh, offensive line coach that they picked up towards the end of the year, I think that could be a really good pairing. Travis Bond has kind of been tossed up in the league over the years. I know he's been with a few teams. Um, Bombers recently, and then I recall he was with the Riders in uh, Edmonton. So I, I don't really see him being with any sp- like specific team. I, I don't know if they're, if any team is trying to go for him. So I think it'll, it'll be a toss-up of what he wants. Oh, yeah, he could pretty much go. like That's that's the thing with him. He could go wherever he decides to go. Yeah, no doubt. I think probably ends up, he could re-sign with Edmonton, but I don't think that's the case. He could be a cheaper option if BC is looking to upgrade their tackle position or even Montreal, again, as a more veteran figure in the league. So let's move on to our honorable mentions here. I believe all of them are actually Canadians. So we have Philip Blake, David Foucault, Arius Bladek, Tyler Holmes for all of our honorable mentions for the offensive linemen. So now we move on to the defensive side of the ball, and we're going to start with defensive tackles. With the first guy being Cleon Lang. He's a Canadian at age 29, played 15 games for the Argos last year, recording 27 defensive tackles, 7 sacks, and 27 quarterback pressures. Now, where do you guys think he ends up? He's pretty good. Um, Sorry, I'm still getting used to answering first. Um, it's all good, man. Yeah. So... Uh, it's it's difficult. I think um, I think Toronto. I think they're going to be willing to pull out the checkbook for a good national defensive tackle. How about you, Logan? Uh, I don't know what Toronto's doing right now, honestly. With the what, tw- like twelve, thirteen players that they released a couple days ago or something. I think they're trying to clear cap space to buy a championship. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Anytime I watch him, he's he's scary. I I hate seeing him seeing how the teams play against him. He's a beast, but yeah, he seems very passionate in in Toronto right now. So I I don't see him leaving. Oh yeah, uh, I think Toronto they could pull the Brinks truck out for him. I think they should, especially yeah. because. National defensive tackles are very, very rare. Especially Defense very good ones. ones. that one, right? Oh, yeah. Seven, seven sacks in 15 games? Like, you the know, only, the only I'll other, take that. Yeah, for sure. The only other high-end defensive tackles that are Canadian in the league that I can think of off the top of my head are him, Ted Laurent, and Zach Evans of the Riders. Those are the three guys I think about when I think of high-end Canadian defensive tackles. Then there are some guys who play and they're decent, and then there are guys who are, you know, backups. But yeah, I think they should definitely be prepared to give Cleon Lang the bag, as they say. Yep. So now we move on to Micah Johnson, and if 
I don't know how Taylor would react to this one, whether he'd be dreading losing him or be happy. I personally am dreading this one. 31-year-old in 15 games had 26 defensive tackles, four sacks, but he had 38 quarterback pressures. So his numbers don't necessarily reflect how good he was. He's, he's always a presence. He's always influencing the play. Yeah, like if if you actually bothered to watch the games, he missed uh, getting sack credit by about a step half the time. So mm-hmm. it's not like he wasn't getting to the quarterback. He was there. Again, if the guy beside him was a step behind, he would have got the sack. And yeah, I just, again, I think he's good. Do I think he's worth 285K? I don't think so. I think even he has to acknowledge that at a point no one's going to pay him that. So. If I'm a Ryder fan, I would like to bring him back for around 100 most. I mean, I, I just see, whenever I think about the Saskatchewan Riders organization, I just, the biggest thing I see with them, the most consistent thing, is that they like to build young. They like to have young talent. And so, I just don't think that Micah Johnson fits the bill anymore. So, I'm like, unless you're like a super, superstar player, they're not going to want to bring someone back that's around his age. I, I personally just don't think that they're going to bring him back. Um, yeah, as to where he goes, I think BC makes the most sense. I mean, he's in our likely destinations, so, yeah. Yeah. Well, as a fan of the Riders, I think Michael Johnson is a important asset to use on the field i don't want him to leave it was proven um many times throughout the season when michael johnson missed games that hughes did not perform well without michael johnson there first he was with him in in calgary too yeah you're absolutely right Hughes performs better with michael johnson on the field with him so i really hope he ends up back in sask uh, I do too. I agree with you, Logan. There's a reason that the game Micah Johnson came back from his injury that Dawson Hughes had, I believe it was two or three sacks that game. So he frees things up for the guys around him. He's definitely a huge asset, but Carter's point, the Riders do like to get young talent. So if he goes out the door, I think he either goes to BC or maybe even Montreal. Yeah. And to Carter's point, here's a guy I think they might replace him with who is reportedly looking for less money, Dylan Wynn, who's only 26 years old and 18 games played at 44 defensive tackles, 11 sacks, and 40 quarterback pressures, and was a CFL All-Star. Yeah, that looks like a no-brainer to me, and plus you're playing in front of one of, if not the highest uh, markets in the CFL, you know? Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, again, he's only looking for about $200,000, which, I mean, compare that with Micah Johnson's salary. That's not that much. So if I'm Jeremy O'Day, I'm looking at, okay, this kid's young. Good. I would try to get him in on a two-year deal for Heck, yeah. You could probably. Heck, you could probably, if you wanted to do a little bit of a gamble, you could probably get him. If you wanted to like be willing to spend just a smidge more, you could probably do a three-year deal for two hundred and thirty a year. 
Yeah, maybe. Again, he's young. He's 26. It's not like this guy's 30. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if he keeps improving, then that deal looks like a genius move at the end of the three-year deal. Exactly. What about you, Logan? What do you think about replacing Micah with Dylan Wynn? I am not a big fan of Dylan Wynn. I I didn't like him in Toronto. I didn't I don't like him in Hamilton. To me, he's not a very likable character, but football-wise, any team would love to have him. I just hope where, where, wherever he goes, even if he stays in Hamilton, he leaves his dancing in Hamilton. Please. Oh, so you don't like <laughs> his dancing. Okay, okay. I was going to say, wait, is he like a prick in a locker room? It's like, no, it's just his dancing. Okay. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah, maybe some of the guys in the the SAS locker room can teach him some moves. See, maybe. So we move on to Drake Nevis, who's another guy who's been SAS actually. Thirty year old in eighteen games had twenty four defensive tackles, three sacks, and seventeen pressures. Now, Carter, do you think the Bombers are ready to move on from him, or do you think he sticks around? Depends on how much he's asking. If he's asking for the high 100Ks, then I say bring him back. If he's asking for more than that, let him walk. Because um, Drake Nevis is solid. I mean, all, all of the Bombers' numbers are going to look a little bit down because of just how much of a monster Willie Jefferson was. <laughs> so when you look at this, it's like you got to take it with a grain of salt a little bit. Um, but the number that scares me in this is the 17 pressures because that stat is almost 100% just on you. Like, yeah. sure, if, you, if your sacks are down, that just might be because another guy is getting all of them. But your pressures, that's you versus the other guy. So, yeah, that's sort of scaring me a little bit. Um, I'd, I'd let him walk, I think. I think it'd be time to move on. But I wouldn't be opposed to bringing him back either. Um, if, he, if he didn't stick in Winnipeg, I think he would... Uh, yeah, I think Edmonton would be a good spot for him. Uh, reconnect with some uh, old uh, bomber blood like uh, Santos Knox. Yeah. How about you, Logan? I think the Bombers would be smart enough to keep him there. But, of course, with what Carter said, his asking price, I don't know what he's looking for. This is why right. I wish the CFL released their contract details. I know, right? I don't. I hope he stays west. I maybe he goes to Sask. If not, I think he'll just stay in Winnipeg. Your point. I kind of agree with you. I think he he probably stays, but yeah, Edmonton or Sask. I... I don't think those would be bad spots for him. He's not necessarily a pass rushing guy. He's more of a run stopper. So that's probably why you see less of the sack numbers on him. Yeah, but like like I was saying, the pressures, that's what's sort of jumping out at me. True. So now we move on probably to our our top national defensive tackle. Well, other than Cleon Lang. Yeah. Is Jesse Joseph. He was kind of a rotational guy in Edmonton plays both defensive end and defensive tackle. 31, 12 games, he had five defensive tackles, three sacks, and eight pressures. Now, where do you guys think he ends up? I mean, cheap defensive tackle, 
kind of like because you could probably get him for fairly cheap with that stat line and the fact that he was a rotational guy. Um, yeah, I think Hamilton or maybe Toronto if they're trying to you know get some cheaper guys to save up to spend some big bucks on the likes of Willie Jefferson. Um, yeah. yeah, I think I think either Hamilton or Toronto. Yeah, I just Hamilton Toronto. Yeah, I see it. I could see him if Cleon Lang resigns, he could pack him up there. Or and he was he was good at Edmonton, so I could definitely yeah. see him staying there. That's true. And that's the thing. Like with all these guys, I could pretty much see him resigning, but it's just it's so late in the process now. All right. So on to our honorable mentions. We have Paul Westerman, who's Canadian. And Von Coleman. I was this close to putting him on the list, but I wanted to put a Canadian, another Canadian on there. And uh, I'm not gonna is... lie, I I want Jamal Westerman back in in Winnipeg. Yeah, he's good. Cause like it's and it's not even just that he's good. He's such a good guy in like your community as well. Like he really becomes a part of the city. So him and his he's brother a... are awesome. Yeah. Yeah. The. Uh... Paul Westerman, then Devon Coleman. Again, Devon didn't make this list just because he had a bit of a down year. So he probably is a guy that gets signed and in where to prove his game and get that chance to bounce back. Now we move on to the defensive ends. This is probably by far the deepest. Oh, yeah. 100%. Of this class. Because I hear people talking a lot of crap saying that. Oh, this free agency class sucks. Well, it's like, well, no, it's just it's stronger in different positions than last year's. Last year, it was the quarterbacks that were. Yeah, exactly. It's big. It's because the quarterbacks are mostly all decided already. Yeah. And now it's, uh, yeah, it's different areas. Like defensive lines, ridiculous. So our boy, our boy, James, the goat Franklin is the highest sought after quarterback. Yeah, I know. Right. I still have faith in Franklin. I still think he can be a good quarterback in this. No, game. I do too. Like I, I actually do. Well, yeah, I know Taylor isn't hugest fan of him, but he's not here right now. So, what do you think of James Franklin, Logan? Just out of curiosity. I do not like him. I don't Ooh. think he fits well in the CFL. I don't think he fits well in any pro league. Ooh, <laughs> that's harsh. We got two v two here. We got pro and anti. Uh... I don't know. I'm Franklin, pro- let us know in the comments if you're pro or against. Yeah, for sure. Like, my argument for Franklin is that he was in a place in Toronto where they didn't want him from the jump and they didn't adjust the system to fit his style. So, obviously, he was not set up for success in Toronto, but I feel like if he goes elsewhere where they do want him. I'd low key be hyped. System, I'd yeah. low key be hyped to have James Franklin if we didn't get Brandon Bridge. Yeah, I would be too. I I like him. Again, I think he can do well given someone who wants him and is willing to accommodate his skill set. So, now let's move on. Again, the most hyped up of this draft class, the defensive ends. So, a guy that's been flying way under the radar just because Willie Jefferson is, you know, talking to town. Yeah. Jagarin Davis. Same age as Willie. Played 17 games, 54 defensive tackles, 13 sacks, 47 pressures. 
Where do we think he ends up? Um, I mean, uh, it's it's difficult. I think uh, I think Calgary because Calgary somehow seems to always get these types of players. Like it, it makes me so irritated how they always seem to like. They they always get that one signing where you're sat here and you're just sort of like they don't need that guy. Look at what <laughs> they already have. This is that guy. This yeah. is what it's gonna be. Like that's what I think. It's like it sucks, but I think that's what's gonna happen. Didn't Calgary trade him to Hamilton though? I think he signed there. I think it was last year in free agency. Hamilton. Okay. I don't. Him leaving Hamilton, I, he won't go back to Calgary. Like, like he left there for a reason. I don't know what that reason is, but he left and he ain't coming back. Yeah, there's probably some truth in that. Uh, uh yeah. I just, I just wanted to check to be sure he did sign in on. Good, good for checking. I would say, uh, yeah, Hamilton could resign him. Maybe if he's looking for a big payday. Again, Montreal needs some help on that D-line, so maybe he goes there, Toronto, Ottawa. You know, all those teams that need high-end talent are an option. Calgary, again, I, I've heard rumors, but yeah. And BC, again, is another option. Just like they probably need some ends there. Yeah. And then we got Willie Jefferson here. Who's the talk of the town? CFL All Star. Yeah. I should mention though, Jagir Davis was a East Division All Star. I don't know if I mentioned. Defensive most outstanding player or defensive player of the year. Don't know what I forget what the actual name. Yeah, of the, the is. most outstanding defensive player, Willie oh, Jefferson. Yes, yeah. yeah. Twenty nine year old had eighteen games, had twenty four defensive tackles, twelve sacks, and fifty six pressures. Now, with all the rumors circulating, especially as of recently, where do you guys see him going? Um, I I think that he's either going to Winnipeg or Toronto, because I think he just wants, I think he wants that little bit, because I think his heart, his heart wants him to be in Winnipeg, but his head's telling him there's more money in Toronto. So I think what he's doing right now is he's just being like, hey. I'm going to go watch a Raptors game. Give me more money, Winnipeg. And <laughs> seeing how high he can get Winnipeg to come up to to see if it's worth it to take a little bit of that pay cut. If it's only going to be like a 20000 difference, he might come back to Winnipeg instead, you know? But if it's more than like a 40000 then he's probably going to go to Toronto. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm inclined to agree with you, I think. Toronto apparently is offering him in the 280 range, which is about what Micah Johnson made last year. I think, uh, I'd say that's fair. I think, yeah, again, I think that's a strong offer, and I would definitely consider taking it if I'm Willie, but I don't know what's important to him, whether it's money or rings or. Well, he's got a family as well. Yeah. And I mean, well, I mean, even if you're trying for rings, it's not completely unbelievable. Like, the biggest thing that Winnipeg can offer is that you're in a system that you already know. Plus, I mean, again, shout out my boy Jackson Jeffcoat. They work out together in the offseason. Yeah, so that makes sense then. Familiarity with 
yeah. guys there that he could stay there. Another thing, if Jaguar Davis leaves, Hamilton's an option, and I've heard Montreal's making a push for him. So either of those destinations I could see. How about you, Logan? Where do you think he ends up? Uh, I fully agree with Taylor on everything, except I don't think he'll land back in Winnipeg. I think he'll go to Toronto. It just makes more sense for him, for his family. But... That, uh... Bro, Toronto's really about a poach Matt Nichols and Willie Jefferson from That's us. That's hilarious. Yep. Guys are getting hooped. It's funny, the though, because Nichols cycle. took, like, he took less money to go to Toronto. He was asking four hundred fifty k. They're paying him like three hundred something, and then a signing really? bonus of a hundred thousand. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. The, the details, if you want them, are on Three Down Nation of that contract. But yeah, it's I will have to check that out. Very interesting. And so moving on from Willie, we go to Sean Lemon. Uh, Lemon, the thirty-one-year-old, played in ten games. 34 defensive tackles and 9 sacks. Now I'm going to let you guys discuss where you think he'll end up. I should have his pressures, but for whatever reason, they're not on my screen. So allow me to find those while you guys discuss. Um, Sean Lemon, the lemon drop, the lemonade. Um, I, I think BC. I think he's Dan. Um... Right, yeah. Sean Lemon's BC right now. Um, I'm now I'm checking that to be 100% sure. I don't want to sound stupid. Yeah, BC. Um, I think it makes the most sense. I, I don't see him going back to Toronto because it's just... he's. I think he's been there multiple times at this point. So I know he was oh. there. Yeah. So... I think uh, I think he wants to sort of stick with one place for the rest of his career, and I think that's going to be. Yeah, he's been tossed around between BC and and uh, Toronto more times than I can count. I don't think he's going back. So I I think he'll just stick with BC for a while. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, most of his success this season came when he was in BC. It's because they were healthy scratching him and stuff in Toronto, and you know, he didn't appreciate that. So, yeah, I think just because of all that success he's had there, he probably will stay in BC. And, yeah, another place I could see him is Ottawa, just because, again, they need that high-end talent, or Montreal needs help on the line. Other than that, though, yeah, those are really the only places I can see him going. And then we get to Chris Kasher, who is, plays on the Calgary Stampeders, who's 26 years old in 16 games. He had 34 tackles, 7 sacks, and 39 pressures. Now, what do you guys think happens to him? Well, I mean, one thing I'll say is that I like that, that line a lot more than I like Sean Lemon's stat line, and that's oh. because that's because of the pressures. You have you have fourteen more pressures. Really, I thought you were gonna say it was age. Yeah, I mean that's that's another piece of it. But like I think, like people give a little bit too much lean, like too much uh, focus on sacks. When it's like, if you have if you have seven sacks, but you only got like twelve pressures versus a guy who's got like, you know, 
uh, only a few sacks, but he's got a ton of pressures. Like he's he's forcing the quarterback to throw it away. He's forcing him to make bad decisions. Oh, so those plays end up. Um, so yeah, for Casher, I I like him in Calgary. I think that's where he's going to be. Now, young. Yeah, sorry, Logan, go ahead. <laughs> he's young. He's talented. Calgary strives for that. Calgary strives for those type of players. They always seem to, to get them. Uh, yeah, he's he's sticking in Calgary. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna use some math here to dispute Carter's point. So Ooh. Uh, Sean Levin only played ten games last year, whereas Casher played sixteen. That's fair. When I was saying that I was kind of realizing that. Yeah. So if you look at their pressures per game, Sean Lemon averaged two point five pressures per game. Casher only God, I think it was 2.4 something. And John Lemon also had more sacks, so he was able to do more with those pressures. So, That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Again, I think they're both pretty comparable, though. They're definitely not that yeah, far that's apart. True. Yeah. Yeah, if you ask me who I'd take, it would depend on my team's situation, but yeah, I definitely like Sean Lemon still as a player. Yeah, I just think you're getting less money from uh like I think you're gonna get um like you're for not... Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm yep. I feel that. And then we go to our fifth player on this list, which is veteran, former mayor of Swaggerville, Odell Willis. In eighteen games played, he had twenty three tackles, four sacks, and twenty nine pressures. Now, where do you guys think he ends up? Does he stay in BC or does he go somewhere else? Um, I think he sticks in BC. He's one of those guys that I just can't see him being anywhere else, you know? Uh, I mean, yeah, I think that just makes sense. I'm inclined to agree. Chris, where do you think he goes, Logan? Uh, I don't know. Throughout the season, he didn't seem too happy with how BC was using him. That's true. I know he... He won't go back to Edmonton. I'm thinking with Toronto going for all the big players, I think he'll take a shot with Toronto. Yeah, I can see that. Toronto or Ottawa, I can see both those places being a real possibility. Now, to some guys who didn't make the cut, Freddie Bishop had a decent year in Toronto. Greg Rowe of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And say Mabure was Canadian of the Calgary Stampeders. So let's move on to our well linebacker or our linebackers. I'm going to specify though that this is just your will and your middle linebackers. This is not your Sam linebackers. So as like Patrick levels are going to be later on. So leading off this list is veteran Canadian linebacker Corey Greenwood who at 34 years old played 12 games had 79 defensive tackles, two sacks, an interception, and three forced fumbles. Where do you guys think he goes? Um, man, I think uh, I think Montreal. I think he's sticking, right? Yeah, Montreal's where he was. No, he was with uh, no? Calgary. Oh, he knocked yeah. Moambas in Montreal. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Um. I'm stay yeah, I think I think Montreal makes sense for him though. I mean, because Montreal 
they've got a young group. They've got a young court on offense. So I figure you flip the script on defense, have a little bit more maturity there to help them out. Plus, I mean, he's a national, so it's always a plus. Yeah, for sure. I don't see him leaving Calgary. He seems fine. He seems content. I don't think he wants to go anywhere but Calgary. I'm kind of with Logan on this one. I think just really when he stepped in to replace Alex Singleton, they didn't really miss a beat. So I think for that reason, he's more likely to stay in Calgary. But depends how teams see him because Greenwood earlier in his career is very injury prone, so you can easily see him ending up maybe as a backup for Canadian like Enoch Mulombo in Montreal. So moving on, we have Micah Awe, who I believe played in Toronto last year. The 26-year-old in 10 games had 44 defensive tackles, one sack, one interception, and one forced fumble. But where do you think he goes, you guys? He's got to. He's got to be one of those guys that sticks. Um, I mean, Toronto's building towards something right now, and if you're a 26 year old, you could really, like, I mean, Toronto, they're gearing up. They could give Montreal and Hamilton a run for their money for first in the West, depending on or first in the East. I mean, whoops, depending on who they get. Um. So yeah, if I'm if I'm like. If I was in Toronto this past season, I'm going to try and stick around because it looks like they're building towards something big. Yeah, I'm with Carter on this one. I, he's one of the three or four guys that that stays in Toronto. Yeah, I think so too. I think this is where he stays. I'm just trying to think of where else he might go. Again, Ottawa maybe, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like he probably sticks in Toronto. For now, we're moving up to Justin Tuggle was of the Hamilton Tiger Cats last year. The 30-year-old played 18 games, had 80 defensive tackles, one sack, and one interception. Where do you guys think he ends up? Um, uh, Hamilton. I, I think Hamilton. Um, either Hamilton. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. I think it just sense. I mean, you got 80, 80 tackles. You played the whole year. Uh, you got a few seasons left. You're probably trying to get a ring at this point, one or two. And I think Hamilton still is probably your best bet to do that. Yeah, I think he'll still uh, stick in Hamilton as much as I want him to maybe take a shot in Sask with his age. I don't see the riders taking a shot with him. For me, it depends if Sully signs or not. There's probably three guys the Riders want to go after. and Tuggle is probably the cheapest of the three. The three being Dean, Solomon, Alamimian, and Tuggle here. So I think he's an option for them, but if they don't want him, I think, yeah, he's probably welcome back in Hamilton. Then we move on to Larry Dean, who is going to be a prize free agent season. Dean, age 31, played 18 games, had 86 defensive tackles and a sack. So, where do we think Larry Dean goes? Um, 
I could see him being one of the guys if if Saskatchewan wants to break their trend of grabbing um grabbing younger guys. I think it makes sense if uh, Larry Dean wants to go there. Uh, you're getting 86 tackles and you're bringing some veteran presence. Well, I mean, you know, I guess compared to Corey Greenwood and another guy on this list, not absolute veteranism, but you know, um, you know, he's definitely not a young gun anymore. So. I think if Saskatchewan wants to go in that direction, he'd be a good pickup. Yeah, he could be a good pickup for the Riders, but I think he's sticking east, but I don't think that's with Hamilton. I think that would be with Montreal. I think he he just seems like a good fit with the team that they have right now. Yeah, for me, I just... I'd love to see him in Sask, but I think he's going to be too much money. So, you know, I feel like he could stay at Edmonton. Maybe head to Calgary if they want to move on from Greenwood. Those are the two most likely that I see him go into. Now we talk about the last guy on our list. As a Ryder fan, I am really hoping this guy signs soon. Solomon Alamimian, age 33, in only 15 games this year, had 88 defensive tackles, four sacks, and a forced fumble. Where do you guys think he ends up? I'm feeding into the meme, but bring him into Winnipeg. <laughs> I don't Sloppy care. seconds meme. I don't care about the meme anymore. <laughs> it's it's giving us we're winning, bro. It don't matter. Oh man. Um dude, if we can get him in, then life would just be great for us at least. I mean, you guys got Shaq Evans, you know? Yo, y'all will survive. Yeah, we can't get if we can't bring back Willie Jefferson. Let us get Alamimia. Oh God, no! We we need to keep him so badly. I think I think he either comes here or he sticks there. Really, what I think happens. What do you think, Logan? As much as I want to stay, he'll just retire. He does not want to, even though he is played what twelve, thirteen seasons already. Um, I think he'll go the same pattern that Willie did, and he'll end up in Winnipeg. I mean, I think he's got a few more years in him. Yeah. Yeah, I I hope he stays in Sask, but he may go the route of Winnipeg if that does not happen. And again, yes. Give me a guy that heads to Toronto if they're looking to headhunt in the big names this week. This year, sorry. And then our honorable mentions go Glenn Love, Justin Herman Reed, a Canadian, Sean Davis, Canadian Chris Ackey. Oh god, this is going to be hard, but I think I got this name. Christoph Columba Schmenga. Follow this guy on Instagram. I should know his name, but he's Canadian. And you have Malik Harris. Now we get on to the Sams, who play a little bit of a different role. They're more involved in coverage than those other linebackers we mentioned earlier. So for Sams, our top five, we start with Patrick Levels, who's an East Division All-Star at age 25, played 18 games and had 86 defensive tackles, five sacks, and Force now, where do you guys think he ends up? Um, I um, 
if uh, if Solomon Alamimian comes to Winnipeg, I think it would make a lot of sense for Patrick Levels to actually go to Saskatchewan. And he might be able to slot over and take that position because it fits with the theme of taking younger guys. So It's true, it does. Makes makes the move hurt a lot a lot less. Yeah, I, I, I this is hard. I don't I don't know why. I think I wanna say he'll stick with Montreal. That would be wise for Montreal to do so, but he has a very good shot at going to Sask. And I would just just like to uh, apologize when we were talking about Larry Dean. I thought he was in Hamilton last year. I did not realize he was in Edmonton. All right, good for owning up to that. That's fine. Um, yeah, for this one, uh, I think that. For Saskatchewan, this should be your number one target for agency from other teams because they badly need a Sam with Moncrief gone, and I think if you replace him with Patrick Levels, that's going to hurt the least of any of the replacements you have on this list just because he's so good. Yeah. So I think this is the guy that Sask really goes for if you're agency, and I think it's probably his most likely destination. So, move on here to the versatile Abdul Kane with a bunch of different positions, but mostly DB and Sam. 16 games played with the Argos. He had 70 defensive tackles, one sack, one interception, and one forced fumble. Now, what do you guys think happens to him? Um, hmm. Here's the thing, like, with this, uh, with this position, just because Moncrief left, like, you could make a case for pretty much any of these guys going to Saskatchewan. Um, but seeing as, you know, Patrick Levels just makes the most sense. Um, I'm thinking that he goes, uh, I'm thinking that he's going to be in Toronto. I think that makes the most sense. Because, I mean, you can't, you can't splurge on every single position, but I still think he's a really good pickup. I, I don't see him really fitting in with any other teams. If he does, I would think BC if they don't keep Odell Willis. But yeah, no, I yeah, no, I think I'll go with Carr on this one. I'll say Toronto. Yeah, uh, for me again, it depends what happens with Patrick Levels. I think if he doesn't resign, this is a guy that. Bask looks at it as another good option. But yeah, Toronto is definitely a decent place for him to go. Ottawa's another one. Again, they just need some talent there, so he can definitely be a guy. And speaking of Ottawa, this is another guy I mentioned that was sneaky good last year. Anthony Chaffee. The same age as Patrick Levels. 18 games had 61 defensive tackles, two sacks, two interceptions, and a forced fumble. Where do you guys think he ends up? Um, I think he goes to Ottawa. I, he stays? I, uh, yeah, yeah, I think he stays. Um, he is 25. He's got a sneaky stat line, which means that not a lot of teams are going to be offering him a ton of money, which means Ottawa might be able to do the classic Ottawa move and lowball him just a little bit, and then that way they might be able to turn him into an actual franchise player. 
Yeah. Fair. Uh, I don't know. I just, again, if Patrick Levels doesn't go with the Riders, this is another good option for them, especially because of his age. I think that, yeah, he either stays in Ottawa or goes to Sask, in my opinion. I'm with both of you on this one. I I think he just, just sticks in Ottawa. It doesn't make any sense for him to go anywhere else. I mean, if he's trying to be the guy on a defense, then that's this is that's where it's going to be. Yeah, for sure. So, next guy we have here is Don Unoba, who is 30 years old. 12 games, had 43 defensive tackles, 6 sacks, 1 interception, and 2 forced fumbles with Edmonton last year. Where do you guys think he goes? Um... On your number, I think he's trying to go. I think he's trying to grab a ring. I think he's going the quick route. So I think that's. Uh, I think he's going to Hamilton. Because I mean, you, I mean, you just look at all the teams right now. You think of which team is most likely built for a championship run right out of the gate, and it's Hamilton. It was the same this year. It's going to be this again. Carter. I think for almost all of the Sam linebackers, I have had or you you have had the exact same picks as me. I I do think he will stick in Hamilton. Yeah. Or he was in Edmonton last year. I should yeah. Clarify. Yeah. I was. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm getting so mixed up between Hamilton and, and Edmonton. Yeah, they're both tons. It's, <laughs> it's, it's like it's not even funny. They both end with T O N. You're okay. It's okay. <laughs> I do that with the Harrises, Trevor and uh, Andrew. Yeah, yeah. You guys have caught me on that before, so we all have our little. Yep. Okay, you guys both think he goes to Hamilton? I think it makes sense, yeah. 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 Fair enough. And this is a guy that I initially didn't include on the list, and some of the bomber people on the crew got very mad at me. So he's on the Sam list, guys. You're welcome. <laughs> he was excluded from the DB list. That's why they got mad. Yeah, it's Chandler Fenner, uh, the 29-year-old in 17 games had, or 17 games, sorry, had 79 defensive tackles, two interceptions, and a forced fumble. Where do you guys think he goes? Does he stay in Winnipeg? Um, I think he's going to stay in Winnipeg just because um, he's, he's got a little bit of versatility to him, and I think that's going to be his uh, reasoning to ask for a like a bigger paycheck, and I think Winnipeg's going to be willing to oblige. Logan? Did we lose Logan? Uh, I'm here. I'm sorry. I'm... Yeah. He's deep in thought. Yeah, he's deep in thought. I'm, I'm very deep in thought, yeah. Okay, I'll go then. Uh, it's Fenner, it's just, yeah, I think probably stays in Winnipeg. Uh, if Ottawa loses Chaffee, that's another option. I mean, I like him. He was one of my, like, he was, he's personally, he was one of my favorite defensive players on Winnipeg. So, he was, he was very slept on, so. I like him, too. So, yeah. Uh, Fenner, I think, again, he's another option that Sask might take a look at, but. Oh, yeah, I think they will. But, like, yeah, those I are. His... Hey, go ahead, sorry. Uh, I just, I just think that right now they're probably in, like, deep contract talks probably just getting the little things figured out and it probably just some incentives in that yeah for sure 
I don't think Fenner's on on Sash's radar. I think we have a lot of replacements for our holes at the linebacker position. Um, he definitely stays west. I don't see him going anywhere else. I I want to say he would go to Calgary, but I don't see why that that makes sense. I just hope he does. But if not, I think he'll just stick in Winnipeg. Yeah, for sure. Now for the Sams, unfortunately, we don't have any honorable mentions. There were going to be yeah, a couple the, here, but Rico yeah, Murray the rest resigned. Of you, yeah, the rest of you suck. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that mean, but you, you, that's Carter, not me. <laughs> All right, so let's get to our defensive backs now. So leading off this list is Siante Evans. Uh. 27-year-old in 13 games, had 29 defensive tackles and three interceptions. Now, what do you guys think happens to him? Um, I think, I think Montreal. I think that, um, I think Montreal is looking for that one extra, like, defensive back to really put him over the top for their secondary. And I think that'd be a really good, uh, I think that'd be a really good landing spot for him as well because you know Montreal's a big market when they're winning at least and it looks like they'll have a winning season this year. Yeah, for sure. What do you think, Logan? I fully agree with Carter on everything he said. He he took the words right out like right out of my mouth. He said everything. Where'd you guys think he was gonna go again? Uh Montreal. Montreal. Oh you guys think he's going back to Montreal. Even after they released him? Uh, I think so, yeah. Interesting. I mean, I mean there's not, like, I mean, it's it's uh under new management, I think, ever since they got released, right? Uh, I'm not sure if, I think, no, because that was just, uh, that was about a week ago that happened. Oh, yeah? Because it was due that roster bonus on February. Oh, right, 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 right. I'm thinking of something completely different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's... Okay, yeah, never mind. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, it's just, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Then that's a weird one. Um, sure. Where do you think? Because I'm sort of, I'm sort of lost now. For me, with Siante Evans, I think he probably goes to Edmonton. Cause like I said, they probably need some defensive back help. Uh, were some other teams that had that need? about i guess ottawa could be an option they need high-end talent yeah um uh, bombers Eskimos. oh the bombers are a good option because he plays yeah. sales position yeah so that can be an oh, option little one nine gold missing <laughs> or one four i guess with uh <laughs> with the bombers but uh that was his twitter i think oh okay yeah so on to our next guy here, Jonathan Mincy, who was locked down quarter in the CFL, got a job in the NFL for a while, and then came back for one game with the Argos where he had five tackles. You mentioned he's 27, same age as Evans. So what do you guys think happens with him? Uh, one game, five tackles, right? Yep. Um, and where was he this past year? Uh, Chicago Bears. 
Oh, oh. before that, the Argos. Yeah, or not before that, after that. Yeah. After that, the Argos. I could see him sticking around with the Argos. Like, yeah. I, uh, it's it's just weird. Would you have that small of a sample size of CFO games? You know. Oh, he played a lot before he went down, though. Like he was a lockdown guy in Montreal. But, uh, yeah. So like, this I season, I get what you. Yeah, it's like you know. I think he sticks with Toronto. Because normally, when if you sign if you sign with a team for like that few games, you usually sign there, anticipating to be there the next year as well. Early, but uh, I actually think he goes back to Montreal with uh Toronto signing Tommy Campbell. Oh they yeah, play. I believe they play the same position, so. I could definitely see Mincy coming back and maybe being a little bit cheaper than Campbell was. Yeah. So yeah, I think maybe he heads to Montreal. What do you think, Logan? With him only playing one game game last year, I could possibly see him being that guy that just floats around this year and doesn't really stick with a team. But oh. if he wants to play the full season and he does not want to wait and decide on what he wants to do. I think he'll be, yeah, I think he'll be a good re- replacement for Tommy Campbell. Yeah, no doubt. So moving on, we have another all CFL All-Star, Richard Leonard. 28-year-old played in 18 games where he had 55 defensive tackles, four interceptions, and one forced fumble. So where does he end up? Um, I think Ottawa. I think that's a really good signing for Ottawa to make. Um, just shores up that position, you know. Um, get a little bit of veteran vet, meh, get some veteran blood in there. Plus, with the four picks, I mean, it's always good to get, you know. Yeah, for sure. What do you think, Logan? I have very little thoughts on Richard Leonard, but if anywhere, I think he would probably Ottawa, but that's already a toss-up for me. What do you think? Uh, For me, personally, yeah. I just... I think Ottawa, again, could use the talent, so... Uh, Good landing spot for him, but he was such a key thing in Hamilton that maybe he stays there. And then we move on to next player who was had a breakout year in Edmonton, Josh Johnson, a veteran, played 17 games, had 43 defensive tackles, two interceptions, and one sack. So what do you guys think happens to him? Uh he was coming out of Edmonton. Uh, yep. Yeah, I think he's safe. Um, I think if Edmonton lets too many guys go on defense, then, I mean, that entire thing is just going to fall apart. Uh, let's be real. They, like, I'm going to be 100% serious. They kind of lucked out with the playoff spot here. Like, Ooh, yeah, BC, was, BC was coming for him. So, yeah. And they with, hired with, Kelly Bates a couple weeks earlier. <laughs> Yeah, with and with Trevor Harris being really good but also really inconsistent, you can't afford to have that same level of inconsistency on defense. 
So I think he stays. Yeah, I think he more than likely stays, personally. What about you, Logan? Yeah, I... With... Um, with uh, Edmonton already releasing Anthony Orange, I they can't afford to lose Josh Johnson, too. Yeah, agreed. Now, on to another Edmonton DB. This guy's really young. Money Hunter. Age 24, played 18 games, had 59 defensive tackles, two interceptions, and a sack. Uh, where do you guys think he ends up? I mean, first of all, I would just want to congratulate him to, for being a professional sports athlete because there is no way that you could just be, you know, um, working in, like, a sales job when your name is Money. So, <laughs> congratulations. You were kind of put in a very bad situation. There. I mean, that's like, not his formal name. His formal name is super complicated, but he just goes by uh, Money, okay. so I put Money okay, Hunter okay, down. Okay. Fair enough, fair enough. But I was about to say, I wouldn't put it past some people to put, you know. But yeah, uh, I think um, I think he's I think he's at BC. I think that's where he is. Um, yeah, yeah. BC makes just, sense just because they need some DBs and yeah, exactly. Some young like, blood definitely would not hurt them. You mm -hmm. think, Logan? Between, uh, yeah, BC and Ottawa both need a guy like Lenny Hunter on their team, especially with it, with him only being 24. I agree with you, man. That's definitely two really good places he can go in. So get to our honorable mentions here. We've got Chris Randall, Jonathan Rose, Arjun Colhoun, who's Canadian, and he's the only Canadian DV free agent. Good, so. Again, I kind of hinted about at that at the Saskatchewan Rough Riders part. That's this is the guy I'm talking about. And then another notable defensive back from Edmonton, Anthony Orange. And I believe he was an Eastern All-Star or most outstanding special or no, special teams all-star, sorry. Frankie Williams. So now we move on to the last position, which is safety. So we're going to start with a guy named Brandon Dozier. Played a bunch of different positions. He can play Sam. He played halfback. He played safety for BC. He's 26 years old and in 16 games has 70 defensive tackles, one interception, and one forced fumble. Where do you guys think he goes? Here we go. Um, what, staying where? BC. Yeah. Um. I think it just makes the most sense, if I'm being honest, looking at that. Like, what, like on BC, I think the biggest thing they want from BC in terms of their defense is consistency. So, and I get that that's hard in the CFL, but I mean, you know, 70 tackles, uh, one interception, one forced fumble. At only 26, you can still grow, and, like, those numbers could grow exponentially in the next few years. So I think the smart play is to stick in BC. Yeah, I think you're right. It is a very, <laughs> it is a very small league. It it's very hard to predict where all these players will go with only nine teams out there and 
Yeah, and especially with the with the NFL, it's pretty much they do have the power to just be like, hmm, we want you. <laughs> yeah. And just take them away. Yep. Especially with a lot of, well, not a lot, but I think half of the teams in the CFL are content with these safeties that they have right now. I think, yeah, he'll, he'll stick, sorry, he'll stick in DC. Yeah, I am inclined to agree. I think he sticks. Uh, I know Derek Taylor was hinting that maybe he comes to Saskatchewan because he's super versatile. He can play multiple spots, like I said, including Sam linebacker. So he could be a guy that, again, they look at all that void. And yeah, he could, again, he plays a bunch of different positions. So if you need a guy who can do that, Bozier's, uh a good dude for you to have. So. Yeah, I think maybe he sticks in BC because they have him in that versatility. Now, on to another BC Lion. Anthony Thompson, the 29-year-old, played 10 games. He's Canadian, sorry. Uh, played 10 games, had 13 defensive tackles, and one pick. So, what do you guys think? Uh, where do you think he goes? This is a tough one because where I don't think he's going to start wherever he goes. That's just a, that's not a good enough, like, was he injured this year? Because, like, even if he wasn't, like, even if he was, that's not a great stat line, only 13 tackles in 10 games. Um, I mean, we're about to go to someone who's later in this list who's not, you know, who's way, way worse stats, but, I mean, for this, that's still not great, you know? Um... I could see him sticking in Toronto, uh, not in Toronto, in BC, but it would just be um, like he'd be a backup guy. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I think you could go to Toronto and maybe start there or be depth for, they have a couple Canadians there who, uh, is another Botang. He's related to the Edmonton defensive end, but he plays DB and safety, so I feel like Anthony Thompson could be this veteran depth behind him in case he gets injured or something. Yeah. I think Toronto could be a possible landing spot for him. What about you, Logan? BC's defense, man. I, if they don't... Yeah, because he was BC last year, right? Yes. Yeah, so if BC is not smart and they... Do not keep Dozier. I think Thompson could fill half that void. Yeah, I think you're right. This, yeah. What happens with Gabriel? Uh, Toronto starting safety. 29 year old played uh, 12 games. Again, he's Canadian. All, all the guys from now on are Canadian, okay? I miss it. So, Gabriel, 29-year-old, played 12 games, had 39 tackles in two sacks. Uh, I think it's pretty much Oregon probably stays in Toronto. Get that feeling. What about you guys? Uh, Yeah, that's pretty much where he's going to be. I mean, if you were, like I said before, if you were in Toronto, why would you want to leave right now? Looks like they're really building towards something great. 
Uh, Taylor, I think you're on there. I think if, if you're if you're in Toronto right now, why why would you not leave? But I, I don't. Hardly, you're gonna have to answer for that one, dude. Are you kidding me? You got <laughs> like that. That offense is looking so strong right now. With uh, like if they're able to hold on one of those receivers, and who knows, they might actually be looking to bring in another one. Like. Heck, I think Darvin Adams is a slated free agent. He's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of chemistry with Matt Nichols. He oh, goes over there. Man. Like that offense becomes stacked. All you need is some like key pieces on defense. Which I mean, if they're able to get Willie Jefferson or maybe uh, they already maybe got Tommy out. Campbell. Yeah, might might actually uh, grab the Solomon Alamimian maybe, and then you're right there. Despite this being non-defensively related, you're talking about a team that picked up Stephen McAdoo for <laughs> a while on their coaching staff. Oh, that's a burn. Yeah, McAdoo definitely has not been in the good graces of Ryder fans, and he certainly didn't earn it. Kind of poached away a chance at a Grey Cup for Saskatchewan. But, yeah, I don't know. I think he stays, Gabriel. He's, again, he's a good player. I just get that feeling with him that he's just going to be a lifer in Toronto. Yeah, I think he stays. Moving on to a guy you really like, uh, Carter, Jeff Hecht. Yeah. 34-year-old veteran, played 18 games, had 29 defensive tackles in two sacks. Was notably um, speechless when Andrew Harris got caught. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yep. Hey, I, I had to sneak a Harris jab in here. I do it every episode. You know this by now. Now, where um, does he end up? I I want him to be in Winnipeg because I do like him. Um, but I think he goes to. The more I think about it, like I I thought he was gonna go to Ottawa. But then, you know, it's like he's an older guy. Ottawa seems to be building for the future. Sense. Um, it makes sense if he wants to go back to Calgary, though, because he was with Calgary before, uh, before Winnipeg. I think it was Calgary, then Sask, then Winnipeg. So I think it would make sense for him to sort of go back to where it all started, or at least where he got his big break, and uh, play there for his last few years. Yeah, I feel like he probably goes to Calgary. Um, for, actually, no, I don't think he goes to Calgary because Royce Mechie is their safety. Just realized that. Um, uh, again, I given mean, his he, age, he could he, back up. He probably that. does have. He probably does have the starter job in Winnipeg, though. At least the week one starter position. He probably still has that. Excuse me. Yeah, for sure. If he wants to stay, I could definitely see that being a thing. Um. Yeah, or can Ottawa just because Ottawa needs all the help they can get? What about you, Logan? What do you think? Especially with him just winning the cup, I think he's very satisfied in Winnipeg right now, and I, I honestly don't see him leaving. Yeah, fair enough. So we get to our last guy here, Courtney Steven. This is a backup in Calgary, veteran guy, 30 years old, year old Canadian. 17 games, 
was mostly active on special teams, but on defense had five tackles. Uh, I think he either resigns with Calgary or is probably plays a depth spot in Toronto. What do you guys think? I think Calgary makes the most sense. I mean, I think Calgary at this point, whether you win or lose, is still a high like a high value market for the CFL. So, I mean, in that regard, it's always fun to play there. Um, yeah, I think it just makes sense. He knows the system. He's okay with, if he's okay with still being a backup or like a special teams guy. It just makes sense. Yeah, I agree with that. What do you think, Logan? Yeah, I yeah, I just fully agree with Carter on that one. Fair enough. All right. So now we've broken down every position, and that took a while. So yeah, I know, right? It's currently just a little past midnight as we're recording. Um, so we'll get through this quick. We have our top five free agents overall. This one is actually ranked one to five. So here we go. Number one, I have Jagir Davis. Now, I'm going to catch heat from Carter, I'm sure, because I don't have Willie Jefferson as number one, but... Well, I'm waiting to hear your uh, waiting to hear your opinions on it. I just, I feel like Jagir Davis does not get enough love. Uh, what he's done, his numbers are... A couple of them are better than Willie's, and they're comparable in terms of numbers, but no one seems to be talking about Davis while everybody's in love with Jefferson. Hmm. Figured I'd give him some love on my list and put him at number one. And what do you have to say about that, Carter? I'm curious. I mean, all right. I mean, it's whatever. I mean, like I'm looking at the like I'm looking at the stats here, and it's 54 tackles to 24. I mean, it's I I get why you're putting him at number one. Like I'm not really mad at it. You know, it's good. So, like I didn't. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I mean, I I just didn't like like. I didn't see Willie Jefferson. Like, I thought Willie Jefferson was, you know, deserving of the uh, Defensive Player of the Year. But I don't think it should have been, like, it wasn't, you know, clear cut. There was definitely people who were close to him. So I oh, guess you have Hughes. someone else. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I can see why, like, you know, you have someone else as your number one. It's not unbelievable to me, you know? Yeah. Speaking of that, I have Willie Jefferson as my number two for obvious reasons. Again, definitely deserves spot on this list. Excellent talent, and he's a game changer wherever he is going. Then for number five, I have Solomon Alamimian. He made a huge difference for the Riders when he came back, and man, I just, I really hope he stays. I re I'm really hoping he stays. Yeah. And then number four, I have Darrell Walker, arguably the best receiver in the league. Um, yeah, and I think he probably I, goes to Winnipeg. I would, I would argue that he is right now. Yeah. And then Patrick Levels, uh, absolute that's, stud. That's a good shout. Yeah. Yeah. Only twenty-five years old, and hopefully a future Saskatchewan Rough Rider. And then, Logan, do you want to read off Taylor's picks, or do you want me to do that? For sure, I can do that if you. So, even though, even though it's, it's his list, I still mess with it. I still dig with it. Um, number one on his list is Willie Jefferson. Uh, I can see why he is the. 
I'm I'm a loss for words. Yeah, he's just he's a stud. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean there's some Never guys you just don't need to explain. Yeah. yeah. Another guy that does not need a lot of, of explaining is Derek. Darrell Walker. Walker. He spelled it wrong. Darrell Walker. <laughs> That's not Logan's fault. That's that, come on, Taylor. Yeah, come on, man. Darrell Walker is second on, on Taylor's list, which I, I don't blame him. He has him going to Calgary. Uh, I'm looking at his uh, destinations, too. That's really interesting. I, I, I wish I could get a justification. It's all good. Yeah, and Jefferson, he has going to Toronto. And makes sense. And number three on his list is Jagarid Davis, which I'm funny because he has him going to Toronto also. <laughs> yep. That's probably, if I know Taylor, that's probably like a, if Jefferson doesn't go, Jagir Davis will type of thing. I don't think they could afford yeah. both realistically. Could you imagine? I'd cry. That would be scary. Like I'd just be like, give them the East right now. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Spare us the punishment, you know? Bro, if I was Vernon Adams or like, you know, um, Evans or anybody in the East, I'd be so mad. If I was Matt Nichols, I would just be sitting here like, you know, like with the like petting the cat like evilly, you know? Yes, exactly. It's like, need of the Grey Cup, boys. Let's go. Uh, all right, continue with that list, Logan. Number four on his list is Deron Carter, which on his list, he has him going to Edmonton, which Bias. is funny because <laughs> I find Carter will be a good replacement for Anthony Orange on defense. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. going to be the next big corner, but no. Um, realistically, I get why he's on this list. Uh, that is Taylor's boy, and I, I honestly see him going to Ottawa if Dominic Rhymes splits. Like that could be a decent spot for him to start and maybe be productive. Yeah. Number five. Sorry, did you okay. want to add something? No, no, no go for it. No, you're good. All right. Last player on his list, which is my boy, Damon Roosevelt. All the things I have to say about Roosevelt, <laughs> uh, I would keep him to myself, but uh, he hasn't going to Winnipeg, which I don't blame him. He was close to going there last year, and I really see him going to Winnipeg this year. Name it if you're hearing this, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. Taylor's embracing the meme. Carter's embracing the meme. Everybody's embracing the meme. This is awesome. Hey, man. Yep. The, the sloppy seconds go to Winnipeg as per usual. I can definitely see that happening. Um, riders, if you're a Rider fan and you're dreading this, look on the bright side. The Riders have a ton of excellent American receivers that are looking to get on the field. Like we mentioned, Kenny Stafford, who did you no, see he no, has he has so a, good, but he never got a shot. Dude, did you see that YouTube video or not YouTube video, the uh Twitter clip that he uploaded? It's like he's got this uh Nike shoe that's painted oh, yeah. like uh it's watermelon. Like it looks so sick. I saw that. That's awesome. Uh Derek Taylor quote tweeted that if you wanna go and see that. Uh Derek Taylor also helped with some of the stats for the show, so you know, yeah, you should follow him. him at DT on SC. Don't know. He might listen to the show. He might not. He follows us on Twitter, so hopefully That's he does. Crazy. Yeah, I know. I was so happy when that 
happen though. And then, yeah, I just. Yeah, think of it that way, Ryder fans. We have tons of talent at receiver, so if we, we can afford to lose a guy like that. Because you got guys like Paul McRoberts, who's a stud, but was on the practice roster. You know, again, Kenny Stafford, the veteran receiver in this league, was having an amazing year. And I think when we got him, he was either one or two in receiving in the league. Then he couldn't even crack the roster when he came here. Again, if we could afford to lose Rosie, I'm not, not too mad that he's going. Same time, it sucks because he's a fan favorite, but it's also where he's going. Yeah, if well, most likely. Again, embrace the meme rider fans. Floppy seconds for life. Almost. It's gotta be. Well, it's it's also gonna be tough though watching your fan favorites almost consistently going to your rivals. I mean, not really. Uh, I I respect Durant. He did it. Took the money and ran. So I mean, or, that's just because yeah. we offered him the biggest signing bonus. Yeah, he took the bag, and I respect that. <laughs> he would have he would have signed just as quickly anywhere else if they offered him more, because I think we gave him a seventy thousand dollars signing yep. bonus. He took the seventy k and retired immediately after. He well, I mean, to be that. fair, yeah, with all the teams that do the cutting right before, um, right before roster bonuses are due, I mean, I wasn't even mad. Yeah, for sure. Like, but yeah. anyway, uh, anyway, on to my list. I'm assuming, right? Uh, yep, you're below. Go for it. Okay, so um, at number, I'm actually going to do it a little bit differently. I'm going to go from five to one. Oh, all right. So uh, starting at number five, I've got S.J. Green. Oh man, yep. Um, I think that he just hasn't been talked about enough. Oh, that's for sure. Um, we didn't mention him on the show. We should have. Yeah. So like, he was a very he was a big sleeper pick, but I think a lot of people were just you know like the old Darrell Walker thing sort of kept SJ Green kind of under wraps, but he's a really good talent. Oh, for sure. And, I mean, who knows? We could actually see him get signed in the next few days because he got released. So he's free to go sign with whoever he wants right now. True. Uh, Speaking of Darrell Walker, that's who I have at my number four. Um, I think the pair of uh, Toronto Argonaut receivers are really good. I think they'll split. Um, I think one of them comes to Winnipeg. I don't know where the other one would go in that case. Um, then uh, in third, I have Jagarid Davis. Um, I mean, yeah, like um, I can't really put it any better than uh, than Jimmy did. You know, just yeah, can't really do that. Um, then in second, I've got Eamon Roosevelt. Um, I mean, yeah, he's a fan favorite wherever he's like wherever he goes next, he's just going to be a fan favorite there. You know, he's he's a great player. He's fun to watch, and whether he comes to Winnipeg or goes wherever else, or maybe even if he does resign, he's going to be a great player to watch anyway. And then number one for me, being a Winnipeg fan gotta be willie jefferson right um so i understand why he's not like your first but for me personally just he brings so much um legitimacy to your cfl team just by having him on there like he can turn one of the worst teams in the league into like a playoff contender 
right away. And so, like, the people, like, he's one of those guys where it's, like, people will say, like, oh, I want to go team with that guy. He's one of the ones that I want to go play with. But then all of a sudden that brings a lot of eyes to Toronto, and it's just, if he goes to Toronto, that's assuming that's where I think he'll go if he doesn't yeah. resign. Um, he's going to, you know, a lot of people are going to say, like, oh, I want to be with that guy because he knows what he's doing. So that's my top five. Yeah. Uh, I say I disagree. That's a solid top five. Good pick on SJ Green because I definitely forgot to mention him. Shout out to Armani Edwards as well because yes. he's a free agent too. There's a lot of very, very good receivers. So. People, people who say that this, uh, people who say that this free agent class isn't good is dumb. Like they're they're dumb. They're fair weather <laughs> fans. They don't they don't know what they're talking about. There's people yeah. who say this is a weak class. It's very, very strong. Like we just listed off a ton of linebackers and DBs and receivers. But they Those... don't throw the ball. <laughs> exactly. They, they look at the quarterbacks that are available. They're like, oh well, there's nobody here. This free agent class must suck. It's like, no, not really. There's a lot of other good players out there. So that wraps up the show. I don't know what the runtime is when this is going to be done, but it's definitely one of our longer shows. So yeah. if you made it all the way through, thank you. Um, be sure to like, share, and subscribe. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram at True North CFL Podcast and on Twitter at True North CFL Pod. I am your host, Jimmy Leach, saying this is the True North CFL Podcast signing off.